With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope all of you feel accomplished. I hope all of you feel better. I don't know what's going on with all these planets, but there's some weird shit going on up in the sky. There's supposed to be a bunch of planets that are crossing. They're supposed to be like the... Oh, I actually knew what the right term was with the Star of Bethlehem. Is that right? Help me out. I went to Catholic school and I can't remember now. I knew all day and I knew what I was going to say all day and just like that, I can't remember. Whoo! Welcome to the program, folks. Monday night. And some of you that are listening are listening on Monday morning. We bid each and every one of you a good morning. Welcome to the program. This is the Situation Room broadcasting from an undisclosed location, also known as the Twin Cities. Twin Cities, Minnesota. Boy, I tell you something, we heard enough about them uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. But uh, thank you all so much for being here. And, And on a serious note, folks, before we get deep, hard, and heavy. What? Did I just say it like that? Deep, hard, and heavy? Whatever. Um... Oh, see, here we go. We already started the show like this. No, before we get deep, hearted, deep hard, and heavy, my goodness, uh, on a serious note, uh, this is a, a pretty spectacular moment, uh, universally speaking. Um, I can't remember some kind of conjunctions going on. It's supposed to be like super important. Audrey um, like sacrifices people when this kind of stuff happens, and she does weird things around her neighborhood. But uh, no, it's it's a historical time. It's a beautiful time especially this time of year and and uh, this has been a tough year for everybody yeah we're going to get into some of these tough situations but it's been a tough year folks and i know if any of you are like me we're ready for 2020 to be over but but i want to say something 2020 oh yeah the 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 solstice is it the winter solstice or something like that today is supposed to be like the first day of winter we ain't got no snow in the twin cities we ain't got nothing we had a little tiny dusting just a little and that's it. It's gone. We ain't got no more. Um, but, you know, 2020, and, and I'm going to say this, it's been a horrifying year for a lot of people. We've lost a lot of people. A lot of people have gotten sick, just like we do every year. Um, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of businesses are shutting down. And, uh, you know, I'm a man that, you know, we focus on everything. We focus on the geopolitical stuff. We focus on the national stuff. We focus on societal issues. Um and we have to. And some of the stuff is is horrifying. It's horrifying. It's hypocritical. It's tyrannical. Uh, you know, all the different t- definitions we want to use to sit here and talk about our current status, not just in the United States, but our current status globally. And it's weird times. Um, it's just, it's weird times. But I want to say this, and a lot of this has to do with all of you. 
because my 2020 hasn't been that bad. Um, and I'm blessed to say that. I'm fortunate to say that because I know there's people that are watching that that lost everything. And what I'm referring to isn't about my job, my my nine to five. Um, it, it's about my uh, the the path I've taken and talk radio. Um, you know, there's one of those things where when you feel defeated, you know, you tend to just want to throw the white flag up and you tend to just want to kind of hide out and just do enough to get by. And I'm just, I have never been programmed to be that type of guy. And even during pandemics, even during this, this craziness that we're, we're experiencing and the shutdowns and the, the masks and the social distancing and the, the pandemics, the plandemics, uh, the, the, the tyrannical government that we have, just all the weird things. But my focus was all of you. Um, and of course, I wouldn't be able to do it without my family, but my focus with radio has been all of you. Um, you know, I used to do hardcore drive time politics. I used to do hardcore four to six, Monday through Friday, drive time politics. But politics is a very, very difficult thing to talk about every single day because, you know, if, if you dive deep into the rabbit holes and you start learning facts and you start seeing the world for what it really is, it can really mess with your face. You know, it can mess with your mind. It can mess with your relationships. It can mess with your careers. We love our country. We love our fellow citizens, and uh, we get angry about things that are happening, I, and I totally get that. And in order for us to remain united, in order for our family right here, whether you're watching on Opslands, Mojo 5 Radio, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening to the podcast, uh, listening live, wherever you're listening to, thank you all for listening or watching. You all give me a motivation that I wouldn't normally have. Um. You know, we're working on the TV network. Uh, a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Like I said, it's going to take some time because it's a huge undertaking. Um, it's just not, uh, it's, a, it's a huge undertaking. Um, with radio networks, with TV stuff, with, with this show, with, with the production side of things, and, and all these other things I have plans and things I want to do, live events. But what gives me my drive, right? My drive comes from people like all of you right? It comes from people that, for one, believe in me. I'm not always right. My opinions are so far off sometimes. Uh, sometimes I get emotionally involved, and um, I kind of um, get myself in a little bit of trouble, and I really don't care about that part. Uh, it's, I've been doing that for years. It's just who I am, right? My mouth works quicker than my brain sometimes. But put all the media hype aside, put all the craziness aside, put all the, the radical stuff aside. I'm blessed because even through the pandemic, you all turned me into a soldier to want to continue what we're doing, to continue the fight, to continue moving forward. And this industry isn't easy. It's not easy. And, and if you can't keep that water calm through this, uh, this industry will literally eat you up. It'll, it'll, it'll suck every piece of your soul out of your body, and uh, it'll take you away from the most important things in life. Oh, I had a meeting today before I, I'm a little off subject, but just bear with me for a second. We are forced sometimes in life. We are challenged sometimes in life to do things, to act in ways to what certain corporations, right? Or certain members of society or certain members of the uh, medical system or the, the healthcare system. We're forced to act a certain way. And I'm not that type of guy. And I, I'm referring to a meeting that I had today with somebody and uh, in regards to some things that are going on, in regards to COVID, in regards to some of the social distancing, um, 
we see a lot of people that are essential employees uh, literally, literally um, really got put on the front lines. They got put on the front lines and there's been a lot of unfairness in regards to some of their treatment. I work for people. I don't work for nothing more than that. That's what I do, whether it be for radio, whether it be for corporations, whether it be for a little mom pop shop. I work for people. That's who I am, right? I cannot shut off empathy. Um, I can dictate my sympathy, uh, but I cannot shut off empathy. And I'm just not a dictator. I'm not, I don't have that dictatorial behavior that's maybe needed sometimes in, let's say, the corporate atmospheres of America. And that's just not me. It's never been me. And, you know, in regards to that meeting, I, I can never sell out to the system. Now, the reason I bring up selling out to the system is because right here in the Twin Cities, right across the border, if you are in St. Paul, Minnesota, you can drive 12 miles and you can literally be in a town called Hudson, Wisconsin, literally 12 miles. If you're on 94, you can be from St. Paul to Hudson, Wisconsin in about 11, 12 minutes. In Hudson, Wisconsin, bars are packed, restaurants are packed, people are laughing, people are singing, people are having a good time, people are getting out of their house, escaping their depression, escaping this isolation, isolationism that we all have been experiencing for the last year. Um, a lot of people aren't programmed to be isolationists. A lot of people, because they like identity issues, they cannot be caged up in a house. Me, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'll keep my pajamas on all damn day. I don't give a shit. I'll watch Netflix. I'll watch HBO. I'll watch YouTube. I'll watch documentaries. As long as I got the people that I love and the people in my circle, I got ways to connect with people if I want. And I don't even use this thing ever. I should, but I don't. But there's some people that are not programmed. I mean, you go back to the ancient Roman days, right? They needed the Colosseum. They needed the Colosseum to distract people away from the corrupt government that formed over time in Rome, in ancient Rome. Bread and circuses is a term we hear all the time. Bread and circuses, bread and circuses. People, they, they needed the 100 days of games or 90 days of games or six months of games in ancient Rome to cover up the corruption, uh, to cover up the devaluing of their monetary system, uh, to cover up the tyranny that was happening within their governmental system. And people were so caught up in their lifestyle uh, savages took Rome down, biggest city at the time. It, it was the biggest, most dominant, powerful force at the time. And a group of savages literally took the city down. And we're kind of in that position. I know a lot of people, they need sports. They need sports. I love sports. I love watching sports. It was very difficult for me during the whole kneeling for the national anthem because I played semi-professional football. It's in my blood. It's who I am, right? Um, people need sports. Uh, people need talk shows. People need Jerry Springer's and Maury Povich's. People need those mental distractions to help escape from reality, right? Some people go to drugs. Some people go to alcohol because reality folks can be a bitch. And if we're not good at handling reality, then we're in big damn trouble. We are in, we're in very, very big trouble. So regardless of what happened in 2020, we are literally 10 days away, nine days away, depending on when you're listening to this, into a new year. And um, I, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to be motivative here. I don't know what the forecast is. I'm not a, I'm not a fortune teller. I cannot tell you what's going to happen in 2021. Um, I have a little bit of butterflies in my stomach in regards to what's going to happen. 
But I do know one thing. I do know one thing is that we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep pushing and fighting wrong against right. Now, I got a question for all of you. I'm going to pull this up here really quick. What does $130 million to Nepal, what does $135 million to Burma, what does $85.5 million to Cambodia, what does $700 million to Sudan, and what does $1.4 billion with a B to something called the Asia Reassurance Initiative Act all represent? $130 million in Nepal, $135 million to Burma, $85.5 million to Cambodia, $700 million to Sudan, and $1.4 billion to something called the Asia Reassurance Initiative. Well, that's money that was in the stimulus package. That was money, folks, that was in the stimulus package. The stimulus package that is supposed to help our country, the stimulus package that is far too late in regards to helping small businesses, um, they all have China in common. Damn, Audrey. Good for you. Proud of you, girl. Um, these are things that draw concern to me. You're going to tell me that they couldn't do this stimulus package four months ago, or is it because Orange Man? Is that what it is? Orange Man was in office. They don't want to give him the credit for doing that because of Orange Man. Uh, because of Orange Man, you're going to tell me that the Democratic Party and even Republicans are responsible for this allowed how many small businesses to shut down forever? How many? You know, I did a show last week. I got all these articles up. I got to get to business, but I got I got things I want to get off my chest really quick. I did a show last week about forced socialism. And um, it's weird because I'm starting to see a lot of things that kind of fall in line with what we did the show on last week. I'm not saying I started that thought. I'm saying that there's a lot of people that are starting to catch on to what's going on here. Um, We can pack ourselves into a Walmart. We can pack ourselves into uh, a Costco. We can pack ourselves into a grocery store. But we cannot have the choice to spread ourselves out and go to these little dining shops and eat safely. We can't do that. Yeah, I know, Teresa, and it's heartbreaking um, because literally right across the border, all of the restaurants and businesses are closed down. But literally a mile across the river, places are packed. Now, here's the thing. This is the part that bothers me. And there has been rumors that Governor Waltz has been coming over into Wisconsin to go out to eat with his family. Now, we're flourishing here in Hudson, Wisconsin. Businesses are flourishing. Love to see it. It's a beautiful thing, right? It's not a beautiful thing for the woke culture, the cancel culture, but it's a beautiful thing to business owners. And it's crazy because literally a two-minute drive Across a bridge, businesses are being shut down. Uh, Liquor licenses are being suspended for five years. So we put small businesses in a position to shut down. We put small businesses in a position to fail. And because they're so desperate, some of these people have been holding on to their businesses this whole year with nothing. They've taken loans out on their homes. 
They take you know they they've refinanced. They've done everything they could just to keep that building in existence with the restaurant name on it, and they can't do it no more. And they became so desperate that they had to open up. It was either open up or shut down permanently. Something that has been in your family for years. We're shutting them down. We're taking that away from them. We've been taking this away from them for the entire year. Now, listen, I'm not a fool, right? And I'm not going to try to throw no fear porn out here because this isn't what this is all about. I'm not a big fan of fear porn. I'm not. But how could we divide a line, an imaginary line, right? And you can go a mile this way and go to a beautiful restaurant and eat wonderful food, but a mile the other direction... You're having people shut down and their livelihoods destroyed by Keith Hakeem Ellison, also known as Keith X, also known as Keith X Muhammad. So when we talk about forced socialism, now I received a couple messages from people and they disagreed with my assessment and that's fine. This is the beautiful thing about conversations. We have conversations to agree and disagree. But when you continue to shut down the small businesses, when you continue to attack the middle class and put them in a position that they become government dependent. When you continue to force people to certain locations like the Costco's, like the Walmart's, like the Target's, you're empowering these humongous corporations, these humongous multi-billion dollar corporations. While the little shops are being shut down, while the restaurants are being shut down. Now, all these people that have been laid off, All these businesses that have had to have shut down, they can't find work right now. So what happens? They have to go get government assistance. So that means our middle class is decreasing. Our poverty level is increasing. So middle class decrease. Poverty increase. Richer, get richer. I don't know about you, but if you cannot even come close to even saying a little that that might be a little socialistic or some kind of a sinister plan. I don't know really what to say to you. I really, really don't. And I guess this is me speaking out of empathy. This is me because I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken for multiple different reasons. I'm heartbroken because so many good people are losing everything they work so damn hard for, the American dream. I'm heartbroken because we have allowed a government, the scariest part of all this, to dictate every aspect of our life. To dictate every aspect of our life. But what frightens me the most is the complacency of people. I get attacked all the time for being a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I research and challenge the norm. What's so, con- what's so wrong about that? You want to call me a conspiracy theorist? Well, I call you a pseudo-intellectual. That's what I call you. Because most people that want to come at me for the research I've done have never researched what they're attacking me for researching. I don't understand that. But things get a little frightening, folks. Um, Things get a little bit frightening. And these are the things that make me nervous because we talk about Barr. And Barr says that no to special counsel for voter fraud and no to special counsel for Hunter Biden. You know, and when you see William Barr acting like this, it makes me question what has he done this entire time he's been under, you know, in the in the Trump administration. 
It makes me question what has he been doing or not been doing during some of these investigations. We've watched fake Russian collusion investigations. We've watched our political system spend millions of dollars into investigating Russia collusion. Millions. Nobody blinks an eye when there's no evidence. But you hear President Trump talking about grabbing a pussy, and people are infatuated with that for four years. We see cities burnt down for four years. We see innocent people get attacked for their beliefs. I've seen my sons get called white supremacists because they stood on a they stood on a bridge holding an American flag. That First Amendment is acceptable. But when I practice my First Amendment and hurt somebody's feelings, that's not acceptable. Because feelings, right? Feelings. Attorney General Bill Barr stated he's rejected the notion of appointing special counsel for an investigation into voter fraud, along with looking into the business dealings of Joe Biden's son, Hunter, stating that he didn't believe the federal government should seize any of the voting machines. Does this kind of, it kind of makes me speechless, right? I mean, that's that's the, the point. I mean, I, I'm not even angry anymore, right? I can't even get loud anymore about this. It, it I can't get loud about it anymore because I'm just tired. What do we do, folks? When we have William Barr stating that he is not going to look into the Hunter Biden. Here's the thing. I'm not a sore loser. I'm totally good. We managed just fine when, when race baiter Obama was in office. We, we managed just fine. We really did. We pushed back, you know, and, and the shit that we dealt with during the Obama administration was pathetic. The things that we focused on during the Obama administration was who can piss in what bathroom, who can and cannot wear a dress, and when they can and cannot wear a dress, um, caging kids at the southern border and then blaming that on Trump, um, fast and furious, Benghazi, uh, the attack on the um, libertarian movement with the IRS, but he was a scandal-free presidency, right? Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say anymore when we are dealing with what we're dealing with in this country. It gets to the point where I get so angry because I don't recognize the America anymore that I once knew. And I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it again and again and again. We have been sold out, folks. We have been sold out to the big corporate USA. But you get 600 bucks. So we're good. You got 600 bucks. That's enough to shut us up for another couple weeks, right? It's almost better. <clears throat> it's almost better that you give me no damn money. It's almost better that you give me nothing. Right? And I got a serious question. And I'm going to ask this question. And I want everybody's opinion about this. I want everybody's opinion about this. And this is not a, a slander. This is not a cut towards anybody. Um, because there are certain systems put in place for certain reasons. Do you believe or not believe that people that are on government assistance should receive a stimulus check? Do you believe that? I'm not, again, your answer, if you say yes or no, it doesn't make you a bad person. All I'm saying is that people that are on government assistance didn't lose anything. People that are in housing 
Government housing didn't lose their homes. People that get food stamps didn't lose their businesses. And I understand these are tough times, right? But why would people that already get government assistance yearly, some people at the tune of anywhere, we did a breakdown on this one time by state, and there's some states that pay out in total benefits on average sixty to $80,000 a year per person on government assistance. And again, I'm not cutting on it because after my motorcycle accident, I had to go on disability for a couple of years. Those systems were put in place for a reason, and now they're manipulated, and those systems have now become the new American dream. Our welfare system has now become the American dream. I don't understand how, for one, they think $600 is something that we're supposed to celebrate. I don't understand how they think that when we sit here and question, why are we giving people on government assistance all right of these checks? Lord knows it's almost tax season. Lord knows a lot of these people have five, six, seven, eight kids. They're going to be collecting another check for $15,000 of your money, not government money, your money, my money. Do you find an unbalance? It's like we reward people for doing shit, but I bust my ass 70 hours a week. A lot of you out there bust your ass every single day. A lot of you people out there have been essential, heroes, right? Essential, like me, and you're the least of their priorities. You're the least of their priorities. It's it's like they. It's easier to do nothing. Now I'm going to explain something to you guys. I'm over on time. I'm already over on time. When we come back, I am going to get. Uh, I'm going to get back into it. When I come back, I dragged out a whole first segment just because these are things I've been thinking about all day, folks. Situation room. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You know, do you ever have those days, you know what, you just, you, you get so exhausted because you're so pissed off all the time by all the bullshit that you see on social media, all the bullshit, all these pseudo-intellectuals that are always just kind of flapping their gums, telling you what's right or wrong, and make sure you put on that mask because it's about them, not you, right? But then you're able to look beyond that. You're able to look beyond the bullshit. You're able to look on, be, be, you know, beyond the uh, smoke and mirrors. And you're able to see the world differently, right? You're able to see the world from the outside. Kind of look into the world a little bit, like you're watching a TV. And you become so angry because why people... You know, Here's another thing, too, in regards to COVID. Why are we not talking about the where this originated from? Because you know why? Because it'll implicate people in our own government. That's why. It'll make us have to go to war with a country like China that we so much depend on, and every single one of our damn-ass politicians are bending over, grabbing their damn ankles for China. I had a long talk the other night with a former uh, member of the United States Army. He is so far down the rabbit hole when it comes to this virus and the pandemic and uh, things that are going on in China, and he believes... He believes that we are actually looking at a potential red dawn situation. Now, it may seem far-fetched to some of you. And when he first started talking to me about it, I was just like, whoa, bro. You know, it was a little much at first. But then he started breaking down. I mean, this guy, I was on the phone with him for three hours. 
he spends a good 20, 30 hours. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. There's a week strictly just on the virus, the research, geopolitical stuff, China, North Korea, um, stuff going on with Iran. And he started breaking down. Do you remember when COVID first happened in China? what they were showing you on TV, when they were welding people's doors shut, when they're showing people dying in the streets. Boy, if that is not enough to scare the shit out of anybody, I don't know what is. Beautiful propaganda. Well done, China. Well done, mainstream media. Well done, political parties here in the United States that sold out to China. Well done. Because, boy, when you see videos of people being welded into their homes, when you see people being burnt to death because they have this virus, Imagine the level of fear people have when they see that on the TV and hear, bitch, it's coming to you. It's coming to your home. It's coming to your neighborhoods. People will give up every effing right that they have. They will tear that Constitution up to be protected. But he went on even deeper now. He was talking about some things that China is doing with what they call the super soldiers. And I'm sure, you know, we've heard this for the last couple few years. We heard China talk about the super soldier stuff and uh, what they're doing right now. And this was what he was telling me is that they're injecting these shots that supposedly enhance the DNA of their soldiers. And he don't know for sure what's in these shots, but what he may believe, this is his theory. It's conspiracy. It's theoretical. But it's not that far off base, especially when you think about a country that's so willing to kill millions of their own people, not even blinking an eye. I mean, hell, they only let you have one kid in China right now anyways. They need to depopulate their country. So what he believes, speculates, he speculates, I'm sorry, not believes, that maybe what these soldiers are getting is some like major antivirus medicine that helps their body combat off all these different viruses and gives them the the strength and capabilities like maybe steroids. And he started talking about uh, China, uh, they have increased spraying of their clouds for weather control. This is different from chemtrails. Now, for anybody that's researched chemtrails, cloud seeding is completely different. So what China is doing, you can Google this. It's real. Don't call me conspiracy theorists if you're not looking it up. They're seeding their clouds. They've been doing this. I think the first time they did it was like in the 40s or 50s or 60s where they shot little rockets up in the clouds, shot too much of this into the clouds, and then they got a blizzard and a bunch of people died. So this is nothing new. But they're doing weather modification. Same time, let's go back to the soldiers, super soldiers. Now, let's say there's something more sinister going on because now we're hearing of new strains of the vid going on in Europe that's apparently 60% more contagious. I don't know how something becomes more contagious than what it is now. I didn't know that there was different levels of contagion. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if contagion is the right word, but I said it and it felt right. So theoretically, the entire world could be getting this dose. 
the entire world. Not us. I ain't getting it. I'm not getting it. People are passing out. People are getting sick. People are getting allergic reactions. People are faking shots on TV because it's all bread and circuses. If you didn't see the video, I did an up close on Rocky Stucci Media on my Facebook page. I did an up close shot of that doctor with nothing in the syringe. He didn't even depress the syringe. Nothing went into the guy's arm. Everybody clapped when it was done. Whew. You got a vaccine, bitches. Everybody get lined. I guarantee you, you go turn your TV on right now and start scrolling through the channels, you're going to be seeing person after person after person get vaccine shots. Everybody. But let's just say, if we were in charge of a military and we had to construct war games, what are potential war games? What could this country possibly do? Because I believe the future warfare... I believe the future warfare is actually biowarfare, biological weapons, right? What we're witnessing right now. The coronavirus, I don't give a shit what anybody says, I believe is a biological weapon. I believe this was weaponized. I believe that this was intentionally released for whatever sinister reasons that we want to put A and B together. But let's just pretend for one second, being theoretical here, I got to keep saying that. Let's say that there's something in this vaccine or multiple doses of vaccine we need to get that actually weakens the human body. Let's say that the virus itself, once you get that vaccine, even if you had no symptoms, there's going to be long-term damage to your body to where your immune system is weaker. I mean, obviously people are dying from it, right? So if you get a whole world that gets this virus that mysteriously escaped out of China, and it does catastrophic damage. Because if you if you look in Wuhan right now, they're partying. Nightclubs are packed. They're living life like nothing ever happened there. It was no more than a year ago. They were welcoming people in their damn house. And now they're celebrating. Celebrating what? But if everybody on this planet had this virus or a vaccine that could get you sicker or not work or you have an adverse reaction to it, and you could never recover from it, but then you have these Chinese super soldiers. We got some Red Dawn shit going on. Because, what was it, six months ago, China came forward, and they were talking about how they supported the one world government, but they wanted to be the leader of the one world government? Uh, these are weird times. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I remember I used to do the show, uh, The Situation Room with John and Scotty. I mean, John used to go back and forth all the time in regards to China, and he didn't believe China was a threat. I never trusted China. They destroyed this, the inner fabric of our country. They're still doing it today. How many times a second do we get hacked in our own country from China? We don't do shit. We don't do nothing. And then we have our Attorney General Barr, who doesn't find it necessary to investigate Any criminality with the Biden family in China? In China, How is it that you and me can come up with all this information? Why is it we got to go to somewhere like a, like a 4chan to get information? If we can get our hands on this information, are you telling me that the Attorney General of the United States doesn't know more than we do? That doesn't constitute enough? for an investigation, but you can be a bar owner in Minnesota and have your facility shut down from Keith Hakeem Ellison 
So so let me let me let me figure this out. This is what's pissing me off. Let, let me get this right. You guys help me if I'm wrong here, right? So we can shut down a business because they're about ready to lose everything. So what they want to do is they want to sell a hamburger to somebody. That person wants to buy a hamburger and they want to eat it and support that local business. Well, now apparently that can put you in prison. But you can be Joe Biden's son and do illegal activities with the Ukraine. You could be Joe Biden and have attorneys and investigators fired in the Ukraine because they're investigating your son. No problem. You can be the Bidens and you could be Kamala Harris and all these other Democrats that are in bed with China, the same China that has destroyed the inner fabric, the manufacturing, the production in this country. And now we send it all over to China and we have little 12-year-olds and 11-year-olds making all of our clothes and our shoes. And the Biden family can work illegally with this country and do illegal deals because of the power that they have. And we find that acceptable. We won't even investigate that. So here we are, folks, in our country. You will go to prison for selling a hamburger. But if you're the Biden family, you can do illegal activity with a communist country and... People are washing their hands of it. That's the world. <clears throat> That's the world that we live in. That's the world that gets me upset. And uh, don't say you want a better future for your children if you're not willing to speak out against it. Because it's the lack and the complacency, the lack of speaking and the complacency that we have become in this country is which will destroy our effing country. I want to swear so bad right now. So today, today being Monday, today being Monday, December 21st, if you're listening in the morning, it's the 22nd. Don't send me an email and correct me. Uh, protesters, they start demanding, oh, I'm sorry, wrong one. I want to get to this one here. Um, something going on in Oregon. Let me find it right here. Sorry, guys. Sorry, kids. Um, right here. Armed Proud Boys. And Patriot Prayer members storm Oregon State Capitol building during anti-lockdown protests, shouting, we just want our rights back. Uh, let's see, about 300 of them, 300 anti-lockdown protesters gathered outside the Oregon State Capitol building and forced their way in on Monday during a lawmaker's special session. Governor Kate Brown called the special session that was close to the public to discuss pandemic relief, among other bills. Um Pandemic relief for who? Obviously not her own people, right? Maybe she wants to send money to China or some other communist country like our government's doing right now. Derek, let me ask that, though. Where's the outrage? Where's the outrage when we have watched our politicians for the last six months fight over a stimulus package to save all the small businesses? Where are they at? Why are people not pissed off right now that we're sending millions of dollars to other countries from the stimulus package? Nobody's pissed. Nobody's saying anything. Complacency. Complacency. Get up off your ass, people, because this is not normal. So, while Mon Pa and Minnesota are being shut down, we're sending millions of dollars to communist effing countries, right? 
We're sending billions of dollars to other countries to help other countries and their economy, but we don't give a rat's ass about helping the small businesses in this country or the middle-class America. Forced communism, forced socialism. Call me what you want. I don't care because if you don't see it, I don't know what to say to you. So the the protest started around 9 a.m. This morning, depending on when you're listening, yesterday morning, the protest started around 9 a.m., uh, comprised of members of the Proud Boys, Patriot Prayer, and other, their terms, far-right groups. Some seem to be carrying rifles. Now, it's interesting how you monitor mainstream media. Now, what we have witnessed the last four years with Antifa, anarchists, and Black Lives Matter, the radicalism, the burning of cities, the, the blocking of highways, the blocking of streets, the harassment of innocent people, that was glorified by the same media. That was glorified by the same media. Do you remember the standoff in Oregon with the Bundys? Do you remember when they were, they were labeled and compared to Al-Qaeda? But at the same time, we had the riots in Ferguson where we were burning down cities over a criminal. And that same media called the rioters heroes because, you know, they're fighting oppression. You know, oppression. Because it's so bad in this country. Shortly before 9.30 a.m., 9.30 this morning, uh, police declared unlawful assembly and said protesters would be arrested if they did not disperse. Now, being close to Minneapolis, I could be in Minneapolis in about 40 minutes from my house. Uh, When you were down there, when they were burning the city down, there wasn't a lot of unlawful assembly talk. You know what the talk was? The governors telling law enforcement to stand down. That was their orders, to stand down and allow them to burn the city. Do you remember Baltimore? They didn't stop those protesters either. The mayor of Baltimore allowed the city to be burned because deep down in her dark-ass soul, she was supporting that radicalism. And we're seeing that all around our country right now. We are seeing AOC, Ilhan Omar, giving physical threats to anybody who supports a conservative, anybody who supported Trump, and media is not even touching that. We have politicians giving physical threats, talking about doxing other politicians, about eliminating the Republican Party, and media doesn't say anything. Now, here's my simple observation, is that's radical shit, right? That is un-American. That is not what America stands for. And yet, our complacent country has sat back And because we have done nothing for so long, it's like feeding a nest of cockroaches as much moldy cheese as they needed to completely infest an entire restaurant. Because now, folks, we have an entire infested country of complacency, of complacent people that are so afraid of everything that they don't even leave their house. And the more complacent you become, the more you just say, do what you got to do. Take whatever rights you got away from me. Keep showing me these nasty videos. And then let's hurry up and stick an untested needle in my arm. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not. I never have been. I question vaccines. My boys are on the autism spectrum. So I question vaccines. I've researched vaccines. But I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But I'm also a realist. I've never in my life have seen a vaccine get created in less than nine months, put on the market, even though if it's successful, hoorah, right? Beautiful. 
if it's effective. But you see so many people standing in line to get this needle stuck in their arm when they don't even know what the term, the long-term effects are after three months, after six months, after nine months. They don't know. They don't know. And they're so willing to trust everything that they're told. It just, it, it, it blows my mind. But the protesters, they went in today and they were just shouting, they just want their rights back. I think that's what most people want, right? Well, most people, not the, the complacent people, uh, not the people that will go up to a seven-year-old in a Walmart and question him with a disability why he's not wearing a face mask. Those people are psychotic. They have emotional issues and psychological issues. We've gone through a year of this, and, and people, everybody has their own level of breaking. I'm good, and I know a lot of people I know are good. We're making it through. We're going to be just fine. But there's some people that can't handle this. And now we're going on a year of this. And they're reaching their breaking point. They're reaching their breaking point. And what we have seen is overreach, major overreach government through this entire process. The continuance of taking our rights away in the form of protection. We've been warned about this for years. We have been told this. We've been warned about this. The founders of this country warned us about this. And you even heard Gaddafi say it. You've heard, you know, uh, communists say, you've heard radical Islam say this. They don't need to attack America. No foreign country needs to attack our country. They don't need to. Because we're doing a damn good enough job of destroying ourselves. We're doing a damn good enough job of destroying ourselves. So it says here about 300 anti-lockdown protesters, some of them armed, gathered outside the Oregon State Capitol building and forced their way in on Monday as lawmakers convened for a special session. Governor Kate Brown called for the special session closed to the public where lawmakers discussed pandemic relief and vaccination distribution funding as protesters gathered to oppose COVID-19 restrictions. The reopen Oregon rally started around 9 o'clock a.m., compromised the members of the Proud Boys, Patriot Prayer, and other far-right groups. Some seem to be carrying rifles and pistols, and waving American flags and Trump banners. Those racist son of a bitches. <laughs> Those racist son of a bitches. Are you serious? They're, I mean, they're carrying American flags in America? Oh. In America, it's obviously safer to carry a communist Chinese flag, you know, just the way they term that, because apparently the American flag is a sign of racism now. Uh, they've taken every statue we have that, that represents our history. If, if we're not, if you haven't studied history, you won't know what I'm talking about. If you studied history, you know exactly where I'm going with that. So let me go to a next level here, because I'm running out of time, and I wanted to make sure I get to this order, because I mentioned what China is doing with their cloud seeding. Now, could it be genuine? It sure could, because it's possible. It's very possible. We've been cloud seeding for a long time. Um, all you're doing is adding water to clouds and making it rain. But what if you added chemicals to that? What if you added chemicals to whatever it is that they use in clouds to expand iodine, I think? I can't remember for sure what it was. But what if you added certain chemicals? Because in Afghanistan, they were spraying over these villages, and you can find the Pentagon report and whatever they were spraying over these villages actually altered what they said took the radical out of the radicals, okay? Australia, 
Look it up. They approved a few years ago to allow vaccines to be sprayed over towns. And I think at the time when I lost my shit about it, there was two towns that were approved to allow these airplanes to go over these towns and spray bomb them. And whatever was in the vaccine was in the vaccine. I wonder how many people didn't even know they were getting sprayed. So this is a real thought. Is it theoretical? Sure it is. It is. Is it possible? Sure. Has anybody here have ever done any research on the history of the CIA and the human experimentation that the CIA has done? The one that affected me the most, you guys heard me talk about it a lot. It destroyed me when I researched this. The CIA fed mentally retarded children radiated infused oatmeal to see how much their body could digest before dying. We're humans. We are cruel son of a bitches is what we are. I seen this article today on Vice. Okay, follow me now because I talked about cloud seeding. I talked about Afghanistan. And then I also talked about uh, China. Scientists say lithium should be added to drinking water to prevent suicides. Scientists say lithium should be added to drinking water to prevent suicides. So what they're suggesting, suggesting is that we get these mood-altering chemicals. We get these mood-altering chemicals, or iodine, or lithium, I'm sorry, and put it into people's drinking water because that'll calm them down and that'll prevent them from committing suicide. How about giving people the right to go back out and live their life? How about giving people the right to breathe? How about giving people the right to go outside without a mask on, without harassing them? How about stop threatening businesses and shutting businesses down? You want to end suicides? Then government, stop being a piece of shit. That's how you end suicides. Stop teaching people to be victims. Start encouraging people to be victors. The woke culture is the most disgusting culture that I've ever seen in this country. The cancel culture is the most disgusting culture I've ever seen in this country. Ever. Ever. I'm clearing some of these out here. And uh, they're talking about drug overdoses far exceed COVID-19 deaths in San Francisco. So we have major psychological issues and breakdowns in this country. Now it says here that... uh, Maybe they had it right. Putting uh, They used to put lithium in 7-Up back in 1929. Lithium, just like they used to put uh, the coca leaf in Coca-Cola. Now it says, because in an era of rising suicide rates, especially among young people, a new study from Brighton and Sussex Medical Schools published in the British Journal of Psychiatry has found a strong link between geographical areas with high levels of lithium in public drinking water and lower suicide rates. I wonder how this lithium gets into our water. I mean, do we put it in there? I didn't even know that we put it in there. I know that I think we put chlorine. Is it chlorine that we put in there? Um, what's that stuff they put in the toothpaste? Uh, the, the, the people complain about it all the time. It says it makes us dumber, does something to our brain. I can't remember. But I remember a few years ago that they did a water sample here in the Twin Cities. This is how medicated we are already in this country. They did a water sample in the Mississippi. And there are so many people over-medicated in the Twin Cities that our sewer systems go into the, the Mississippi River. 
So when you study water samples in the Mississippi River, if you were going to go take a UA test, a P test, a urinary analysis, and instead of peeing in a cup, you went and got some Mississippi water and you poured it in your pee cup and then you gave it to the doctor, the chances are you're going to fail. You're going to fail because there's so many people that are taking such excessive amounts of medication, antidepressants, anti-anxiety. There's under a million children under the age of one that are on anti-anxiety medicines. There's so many people taking so much medicine that whatever your body doesn't consume, you pee it out. And then you flush and it goes to the river. So we have all these fish that are on antidepressants. They're probably pretty chill. You know what I'm saying? They probably got a little Oxycontin in their system, probably got a little Xanax in their system. But they're literally talking about upping or adding lithium to our drinking water. Adding lithium to our drinking water. Uh, It says here in a press release from BSMS, the study lead author, Professor Anum Menum, said, it is promising that higher levels of trace lithium and drinkable water may exert an anti-suicidal effect and have the potential to improve community, <laughs> to improve community mental health, to improve community mental health. This is the stuff that just trips me the hell out. You know, it, it really does. So I got about a minute and a half here. Uh, I got other things here. Thousands of pastors going to hiding amid China's rising persecution attempts to eradicate Christianity. We already see that going on in this country. They want Christianity gone. They attack it. Um, You know, I don't know what to say, folks. I go through all day before I do a show at 7 o'clock at night. And I think about all these different things I want to talk about. And I get caught up in original thought. I get caught up in, in singular thought sometimes. In regards to what's happening to a country we all love so much. We all love hanging out, right? We all love being here together. We all love watching and hanging out and interacting. But sooner or later, we've got to step the hell up. Sooner or later, we got to push back. Sooner or later, we got to fight back. If you think what happened in Oregon today uh, was bad, I can assure you there's people out there that are done. And there are people out there that are ready to go to a next elevated level, right? Do we want that? Of course not. Do we need it? We probably do. Because I asked the question, I can't remember if it was with Stu Peters or who it was with. But when are we at a point of no return, right? When are we at a point to where we can't fix what we have, right? We can't fix it. The corruption has gotten so bad that we cannot fix it without extreme measures, I'm not advocating anything, but I got a feeling we're getting close to that point. That That's all I'm saying. Folks, hey, do me a favor. Do me a favor and uh, get on over to StreamingTalkRadio.com, StreamingTalkRadio.com. That's where you can find all the information out about the show, the program. Tomorrow, our girl Motherella, and then Wednesday, we're going to have a fun show. It's going to be a Christmas show. I'm probably going to be drinking some yank shots during the Christmas show. So uh, that's all I got. So let me see what time we got. Folks, be good, be kind, stay diligent, stay ready, stay aware. Rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Ladies and gentlemen, I love the hell out of each and every one of you.